if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome to another off-season NHL podcast as uh, Matthew Zader joins me as usual on ECSW as we cover the NHL off-season. Did a lot of things uh, prior to this, obviously playoff stuff and all that. You can follow him at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter, head of prospects uh, in the NHL draft and a Canucks lead writer at thehockeywriters.com, co-host of the Canucks Pucks podcast. Well, Matthew, it's been a crazy start to the offseason already and uh, a lot to happen next week with the expansion draft on Wednesday and the entry draft Friday and Saturday. I know you're into both and we're going to get into them now. We're going to start with a couple of key notes uh, with the expansion draft because we're going to do our a mock draft here momentarily and who we think Seattle's going to take. But what do you think about uh, Montreal going with Jake Allen as the protected goaltender over Carey Price. Now, there's a couple of caveats here. Number one is that Carey Price's contract is absurd, and he has an $11 million signing bonus due before next season. And he's apparently dealing with an injury. Now, how legit is that? I wouldn't want to question it, but the timing is uh, quite something with the knee, knee injury that might require uh, surgery. What do you think about this whole thing with Montreal, a team that just made it to the Stanley Cup final, mind you? Yeah, it was, it was a big surprise when I uh... – you know, found out about it and everyone almost everyone's probably sh- was shocked when it, uh, when it came down the pipe there, that he was not going to, that he waved his no movement to, you know, be exposed to, uh, you know, to the Kraken. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, this injury kind of throws a bit of a wrench into it all. And I don't know if how much it is, uh, you know, legit or not. I and mean, you don't really want to question that, but it's interesting to see what the Kraken will do in that case. I mean, he's a franchise goaltender and he still has a number of years left. I mean, barring this injury, if this injury is serious, um, I don't know, but he's, he's a legitimate number one goaltender in the NHL. And I mean, to have a guy like that to start your franchise off, it's pretty uh, tantalizing to, you know, look into that. I mean, I would at least look at it Uh, we'll see what happens, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I definitely think they'll look at it. I do think that there's more reasons for them not to take him than to mm. take him because that, that contract is absurd. And I don't really think that they should want to be tied up into some of those contracts. I think if you look at the players available, I think there's better players with uh, big contracts available. I mean, Carey Price is great, but if he is dealing with an injury, that's a big deal. And if he, you know, the $11 million signing bonus is, is a tough one to take, but um, props to Mark Bergevin. Cause I don't think a lot of GMs would do this. And uh He's obviously become a GM that was kind of looked at as average or bad. And I think he's kind of gone into that top 15 at this point. He's done a really good job. You look at some of the moves that he made that made an impact this year, you know, they uh, bringing up Cole Caulfield to play and, you know, uh, Joel Edmondson played a big role for them on the back end. Um, so I think he's done an excellent job there. Uh, let's look at some 
notable exposed players. And uh, with this, I just want you to talk about a couple that you're not surprised about and a couple that you are surprised about. And uh, I'll go over this list now. Jonathan Quick of the Kings, Vladimir Tarasenko of the Blues, James Van Riemsdyk of the Flyers, Nino Niederreiter of the Hurricanes, Jason Zucker of the Penguins, Jared McCann and Alex Kerfoot of the Maple Leafs, uh, Mark Giordano of the Flames, a 2019 Norris winner, by the way, Jacob Voracek from Philadelphia, uh, four Tampa Bay forwards, Alex Kalorn, Andre Palat, uh, Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, and then Brandon, Brendan Dillon of the Capitals. For me, um, I'm a bit surprised of Nino Niederreiter being exposed. I think that with the way the Carolina went about their um, protection list, I think this is more of a cap thing. I, I don't know if Seattle uh, will take him. I think they should take a hard look at him, but I do think that they will take a defenseman from Carolina. We'll see. But other than that, I mean, I'm not really – Yanni Gord's a bit of a surprise – um, that he's exposed. I think that he's a tremendous player. And I think Seattle should not even think about who else to take from, from that team. But other than that, I'm not too surprised. What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, there were a couple surprises. I, I say that Nita Ryder one was a pretty big one for me. Uh, any of the Tampa Bay lightning guy players that was pretty much guaranteed. They weren't going to be able to protect all of them and with their cap issues. And, you know, I, I was surprised like Carey Price was the biggest probably already talked about him. Uh, and I think Tarasenko is a little bit for me, um, you know, how, how much he's been for the Blues and how much of a goal scorer he's been. Uh, I think that was a little bit of a surprise. But other than that, I'd say most of the other ones were were pretty much expected that they were going to be left exposed. Um, but his the Kraken's going to have a hell of a list to look at. Yeah, I, the way that the expansion draft goes now, I mean, the, the expansion teams are in such good shape. Uh, just look at what happened with Vegas. That's all you need to know, really. But, um, you know, for Tarasenko, for me, as someone who, you know, covers the Blues and pays close attention, uh, I didn't think that they would have um, the guts to expose him like a week leading up. Then a couple of days before, I'm like, okay, I think they're going to expose him because it's like they didn't make the trade for him. And the, there's varying reports about who was interested and maybe they wouldn't have gotten much back. But I don't think Seattle's going to take him. I, I don't think that they're going to want to take a guy who hasn't really done anything for two seasons, and he's mm-hmm. coming off of two shoulder surgeries on the same shoulder. Uh, I think it'd be great for him to get a fresh start in Seattle. I don't know if he would love that, but um, that's an interesting one. I just the the how quickly things have been come out public and how much the Blues organization and Tarasenko have kind of had a falling out is surprising to me. I, it's, it's developed very quickly. But uh, before we do our expansion mock drafts, let's get into three big questions. Uh, the first one, which of the big forwards do you think Seattle will take from Tampa Bay? Oh, I mean, that's a big question. I mean, I thought it was going to be Tyler Johnson uh, right from the, you know, off. But I mean, now the guys that are uh, left on Tampa Bay now that they've exposed, I, I think they may go the route of going a guy and going Ross Colton uh, instead of going for those have the big contracts and get a young guy that's still, you know, that hasn't really started, but he looked really good in the playoffs. He could turn into a guy that, you know, like Vegas got a few guys like William Carlson. Uh, no one thought he was going to do anything. Uh, fourth line forward on Columbus before he was picked um, and became a 40 goal scorer. So, I mean, a guy like Ross Colton, he's young. He's had a lot of potential. I think they'd be better off going off that route than grabbing one of those four. But uh, if it is one of those four, I think it's going to be a guy like Yanni Gord, a uh, very great 
you know, third line guy that uh, can anchor a third line right off the pop. And I think if it is one of those four, it's going to be Gord. Yeah, I, I agree that Gord would be the guy they would pick out of those four. Uh, I like the Ross Colton route. I do I did pick them to take Yanni Gord, but looking at the contract, it is a little bit much. It's $5.16 million against the cap for the next four seasons, which is a lot, especially for a guy who's going to be 30 soon. But um, Ross Colton will be a tremendous pick, and it makes a lot of sense based on you know how they can develop players and what Vegas did. Uh, I think that would make a lot of sense. Do you think Seattle has the uh, the stones to take Carey Price? I before this injury kind of came, I I was going to say yes, and I said this on the podcast uh, and on the podcast, but before we recorded the the draft uh, YouTube show this morning, and I said that Price is going to get picked by Seattle. Then now it's kind of a little bit more murky, but I think they would have the stones to do it. I mean, they need. You know, they have a lot of cap space. They have zero, they have like full cap space right now. So we'll see what happens. But I think they they would do it. I, you know, I think that's the type of pick. And I think there's a couple guys they could take to do this. That's the type of pick that it can get your fan base going. You know, Carey Price is a huge name. I think you could say the same about Vladimir Tarasenko. Still a big name, despite the fact that he hasn't really produced very much. Um, But I think that's the type of guy that you can sell to your fan base, whether they care that much about that or not Mm -hmm. remains to be seen. But uh, we'll see what they do there. Uh, Will they take one of the huge cap hits from Nashville with Duchesne or Johansson? What do you think? I think they do. I mean, you look at those two and they really haven't panned out uh, in Nashville with their big contracts. But I mean, you know, a guy like Ryan Johansson, he's, he's still has potentially still, I mean, he's 28 years old. It's not like he's over 30 yet. Uh, fresh start with some fr- fresh forwards. Um, I think it's a gamble you take. And I mean, yes, he is still has four more years on that contract, $8 million. Um, never going to be living up to that, but you know, he's, he's still a guy that could uh, turn it around just like guys that did it in Vegas. I mean, we'll see, but I think, I think he's a guy that could do it. Yeah. I I think I had them taking Duchesne. Uh, You know, I just, the contract for Duchesne is longer, which, which definitely hurts a year longer and he's a couple years older, but um, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling that they're going to take Duchesne. We'll see what happens, but uh, let's do the mock expansion drafts now. And we will start in Anaheim where they have an interesting protected list. I'll go over their protected forwards now or their protected players. I'll go over and then we'll make our pick. Um, so protected players, Delorier, Max Jones, Isaac Lundestrom, Ricard Raquel, Jakob Silverberg, Sam Steele, Troy Terry, defenseman uh, Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, and then obviously John Gibson is protected. So uh, who do you think that the Seattle Kraken will select from the Anaheim Ducks? I'm going defense. Uh, Hayden Fleury, a very young defenseman. Uh, and to start a team off with a, with a very young uh, core, I think is a good thing for, for the Kraken. So I went Hayden Fleury. I also went with Hayden Fleury. I think he'd be a good fit, um, a young defenseman with a lot of potential. Uh, you look at what he was doing in Carolina. Obviously, Carolina is a team that has a lot of defensemen, so they had to make a move with him, but I still think he's got a lot in there. Um, you know, you look, he's 25 years old. Um, he's going to make $1.3 million with RFA 
expiration after this season. So uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's go to Arizona where their protection list is as follows. Lawson Kraus, Christian Dvorak, Connor Garland, Clayton Keller, Phil Kessel, Johan Larson, Nick Schmaltz, uh, Kyle Capo Bianco, uh, Jacob Chikrin, Oliver Ekman Larson, and Darcy Kemper. So uh, Arizona, who you have them taking? Uh, Christian Fisher. And uh, 24-year-old, again, going young. Uh, and he has a lot of potential as well. So I go Christian Fisher for um, coming from Arizona. We're on the same page with that one yeah. as well. I think uh, Christian Fisher would be a very good fit for them. You look $1 million this year against the cap. RFA, 24 years old. A lot of potential there. Can play either side uh, as a winger. And I think that that would be a very smart pick uh, by Seattle. Let's go to the Boston Bruins whose protection list has Patrice Bergeron, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, Trent Frederick, Brad Marchand, David Posternock, Craig Smith, and then defenseman Brandon Carlo, Matt Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy, and then uh, Vladar is the goaltender protected. Who do you think Boston loses to Seattle? I'm going defense again here, and it's Connor Clifton. Uh, very quick, mobile defenseman, and uh, again, could be a guy that uh, I don't want to say he's going to be as much as Shea Theodore, but Look what Theodore did in uh, Vegas. I think he has that same potential. A very quick-moving mobile defenseman, so Clifton. Yeah, that would be a good pick. He's got a contract for two more years. He's only 26. Uh, I went with the young defenseman as well. I went with Jeremy Lausanne, um, who I think is a very solid defenseman who can really play anywhere for them. He's only 24 years old. Uh, He's making 850000 next season, so I think he would be a good fit wherever they want to play him. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jeremy Lauzon. Let's go to Buffalo. And I don't really think there's very many options for them here. Um, their protected list is Rasmus Asplund, Anders Bjork, Jack Eichel, Casey Middlestad, Victor Olofsson, Sam Reinhardt, Tage Thompson, defenseman Darlene, Yoki Haru, uh, Rista Line, and then Olmark is protected as the goaltender. Who does Buffalo lose? I'm going uh, Colin Miller, and uh, he's been there before. He's been on an expansion team and very successful right off the bat. He knows what it requires in the dressing room to bring a team together. So that's, I think, the biggest reason why I picked Colin Miller there. So uh, Miller there. Yeah, I thought about that one. I didn't do it. Uh, I thought I already picked enough defensemen by the time because I circled back to Buffalo at the end because it's a really tough one to pick from. I just went with Riley Shan, who can probably play fourth line if they need him. He's a UFA. Uh, he's not going to command a ton of interest in the market. I think that uh, it's just a veteran guy you can get in there if you need him. Who knows? I mean, they could just draft him and not even try to sign him. I think Vegas yeah. is with a few guys. So um, I'll go with him. Let's go to Calgary. Where This is an interesting one. Signs would point that they're taking the captain, but uh, we'll see. Their protected list is uh, Backlund, Dubé, Goudreau, Lindholm, Mangiapane, Monahan, Kachuk, Anderson, Hannafin, Tanev, Markstrom. Uh, who does Calgary lose? Well, I fell into that is Mark Giordano. And uh, I think, again, big contract, but only for one more year. So, I mean, even if he doesn't really hit there and he has one season and then it's done. So, but he's a veteran leader. Uh, like you say, the captain of the Calgary Flames. I think he's a great pick to start that defense to kind of mold it right from the right from the beginning. I went with Giordano as well. I mean, he's got one year left on that contract, six point seven five million. It's not a horrible contract with one year left. I think he's still got something left in the tank. I think he could be one of those 
you know, true veteran leaders that you need in an expansion team to be successful. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think they'll take him and uh, we'll see. Let's go to Carolina now. Uh, and their protection list was Aho, Fost, Fogel, Stahl, Svechnikov, Teravinen, Trocek, Pesci, Shea, Slavin, Nedeljkovic. Uh, who does Carolina lose? I always Jake Bean. Um, and he's, again, young defenseman, 23 years old, and a lot of potential. And that was the one guy I actually was surprised that uh, Carolina left unprotected, but they got a lot of guys, so a lot of good defensemen. So I went Jake Bean. I think they should have exposed Shea over Bean. I really do. Um, I, I also went with Jake Bean, perfect young defenseman. I think if you're Seattle, you have to think about Niederreiter. You definitely have to yeah. consider it. Um, but I, I think that uh, Jake Bean's another one of those young defensemen that you need in the back end uh, in this situation. Let's go to Chicago. Um, their expansion protection list was Borgstrom, Debrinket, Hagel, Kampf, Kane, Strom, Taves, Caleb Jones, Murphy, Stillman, Lincoln, and uh, the goaltender. So who does Chicago lose? I went uh, forward here, Vinny Hinestroza. He is an unrestricted free agent, uh, but I think he's still a guy that's, again, younger, 27. Um, I don't think he's going to have a huge market in there, and I think they go. They don't go the big uh, contract defenseman that Chicago's exposed. I think they go Hinestroza. Well, I fell into the big contract defenseman hole uh, with Calvin DeHaan, who's making $4.5 million for the next one season. So that's not too bad, the fact that it's only one season. But uh, really, if you look at the defenseman that I have Seattle taking, uh, it's only three guys who you would consider a veteran. Um, and I think DeHaan's one of them. He's a guy that can play either side. Um, and I think it makes some sense to have him there if you need him. And maybe they trade him. I mean, who knows? I'm sure they're going to trade some of these guys they pick. But uh, let's go to Colorado now with their protection list. They have Burakovsky, Jost, Kadri, McKinnon, Nachuskin, O'Connor, Rantanen, Gerard, McCarr, Taves, and they did protect Grubauer. So who do you have Colorado losing? I hey, Jonas Donskoy, and uh, he's shown a lot in Colorado so far. He hasn't been a top – I mean, a big scorer there, but uh, – I think he could really break out 3.9 million for the next couple of seasons. I think he still has a lot to give at 29 years old. So uh, Don's cool. Yeah. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got a few seasons left on that contract. Uh, I think he could be kind of like what David Perron was for Vegas mm -hmm. in that first season. I think he could do that, um, you know, playing on that right side, uh, right-handed shot. So uh, I think that would make a lot of sense. So I also have them taking Donskoy. Uh, Columbus is an interesting one because it looks like they could be taking a, a big name forward as we look at their protection list. Atkinson, Bjorkstrand, Jenner, uh, Line A, Nyquist, uh, Robinson, Roslovic, Gavrikov, Seth Jones, Warinsky, Corpusalo. Uh, who does Columbus lose to the Kraken? Uh, Max Domi. And uh, he's been all around the – block a bit here and you know traded a couple times and he only has one more season on a pretty big contract 5.3 million he won't start the season he's got you know we're still recovering from his major surgery so I mean even the Kraken won't have him right at the beginning but I still think he, they pick him uh, just for the fact that he still has a lot of potential at 26 years old he has shown that goal scoring ability so I go uh, Max Domi 
Yeah, I think uh, Domi's going to be the pick as well. You know, that when he's healthy and when he's back, uh, he could just slot into that second line, I would assume, depending on who their first-line center is or if it's uh, they haven't played wing, whatever. But um, it makes a lot of sense. I think Domi's a good pick. Uh, we're on the same page there. Dallas, the team that made it to the Cup Final in 2020, it's been a very weird year for them and uh, how that's gone, uh, especially with the status of Bishop. But uh, their protection list is Ben Foxa, Gurionov, Hintz, Pavelski, Radulov, Sagan, Haskinen, who just signed an eight-year extension, Klingberg, Lindell, Hudobin. Uh, who does Dallas lose? I go Julius Honka, uh, right side defense. Um, kind of didn't play a lot in Dallas this past season, but I think he has a lot of potential. And uh, again, young defense to kind of build around. And I think that's what you start an expansion team with is a very young core. Healthy or not, they should take Ben Bishop. Uh, waving the no move, 4.91 million for the next two seasons. He's 34 years old, don't care. I think he's got a lot left in the tank. I think they should take him. I don't think they will, but that would be my pick. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about whether he's healthy or not because he's not. If he's not, then he goes on LTIR and you wasted a pick, and they are going to waste a lot of picks, I would assume. So, yeah, uh, I think they should take Bishop, but I don't think they will. I think Honka would be a good pick, um, for sure. Let's go to Detroit. Their protectionist, Bertuzzi, Ernie, Fabry, Larkinson, Rasmussen, or Larkin. I got those two mixed up. Uh, combine them, really. Uh, Larkin, Rasmussen, Smith, Vrana, Kronick, Letty, who they just traded for from the Islanders, Lindstrom, and Grice. Uh, who does Detroit lose? Uh, Troy Stetcher. And uh, I know him very well in Canucks here and uh, very solid defenseman and very underrated. I think you go for a guy like that. He's, again, right side defense. 1.7 million for what, just this last season. And if he doesn't work out, he's a UFA. So, I mean, I think he's still that underrated defense that uh, could make a difference in Seattle. Yeah. 1.7 million. I, I think this is, would be a tremendous pick. So I went with Stetcher as well. Just so good. I think he's very underrated. Like you said, you know, watching him uh, when the Canucks beat the blues in six in 2020, just tremendous player i think he's very good i think he's a perfect right side defenseman for this team if they're starting out um let's go to edmonton where they shockingly protected mcdavid and dreisaitl <laughs> along with uh, archibald cassie and nugent hopkins who just signed an extension paul yarvi yamamoto ethan bear duncan keith who they traded for from chicago darnell nurse and Stuart skinner the goaltender they protected who did the kraken take from the oilers I went Dominic Cahoon and uh, very versatile forward uh, plays all positions. Uh, he does. He's still only 26 and he's already shown a lot of potential uh, playing. He played with McDavid a bit this past season. He played in Chicago, played very well there. And so I went with Cahoon. Yeah. Cahoon's one that I overlooked. I went with Kyle Turris, 1.65 million. He's shown that he could be a very solid NHLer in the past. Uh, he could be that nice veteran third line center. Uh, for this team, maybe fourth line, but uh, I went with Turris from Edmonton. Uh, let's move on now to the Florida Panthers. They protected Barkov, shocker, Bennett, Duclair, Hornquist, Huberdo, Marchment, Verhage, Ekblad, Forsling, Uyghur, Bobrovsky. They did buy out Keith Yandel, so that's notable, but uh, who does Florida lose? Well, this is a pretty much no-brainer because it's been in the news quite a bit is that they're going to be getting Chris Streetiger, so I, I went with him. Uh, just for that fact alone, he's very young, very good uh, young goaltender. I think he's he's good to start the team out with. 
Yeah, I think that's the obvious pick, uh, Drieger, from there. I, I just think that, you know, Florida's going to be fine without him. I mean, Bobrovsky's contract is ridiculous anyway. Um, but I think that, you know, Spencer Knight is more than capable of being a very good backup to Bobrovsky, maybe even start at some point because Bobrovsky's been very shaky in Florida. But I think that that's just an obvious pick. And they'll obviously negotiate with him, and I'm sure they'll get a deal done. And, uh, you know, looking at it, I think he, he might be the starter right away. So we'll see. Um, what happens there. Uh, let's move forward now to the Los Angeles Kings. Their protection list is uh, Leas Anderson, Arvidsson, Brown, Ayafalo, Kimpy, Kopitar, Moore, Dowdy, uh, Roy, Walker, Peterson, Cal Peterson over Jonathan Quick. Uh, who does LA lose? And Andreas and Athanasiu and uh, very fast forward. Uh, again, versatile. He can play all the positions at uh, 26 years old. Uh, still has a lot of potential. He's, he already has score, shown he can score in the NHL in Detroit. So I think he still has a lot to give in the NHL. So and what better to start with a new team? I'm going with uh, a young forward, Blake Lazat. I, I thought they would have protected him, um, a very solid forward with a lot of potential. I mean, they have a ton of great prospects in LA, but uh, 800K this year, RFA after that, only 23. So I think that Lazat would be a great pick for the Kraken. Uh, let's go now to Minnesota. Their protection list, Erickson Eck, Fiala, Felino, Greenway, Hartman, Sturm, Zuccarello, Brodine, Dumba. They were able to protect him by uh, buying out Suter, Spurgeon, and Talbot. Um, so Kakinen is exposed. And you also have – got to remember Kaprizov is obviously exempt from this. Um, who does Minnesota lose? Well, you mentioned him, Capo uh, Kakinen. And the thing is, is – He's a young goaltender. He's 24 years old. He's already shown a lot of potential in the NHL. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't protect him because he was named not that long ago the best goaltender not in the NHL. So, I mean, it's kind of surprising. He could be a star for Seattle, and they have Driediger already in my roster. Kakman's a huge, huge thing, and he's waiver-exempt is another big thing. So uh, he could be sent down and uh, without a problem. Yeah, I think he would be the correct pick. It uh, just makes a lot of sense. I think that his stats not looking so great at the end of the season is the St. Louis Blues' fault. They scored like eight goals yeah. on him in two games. There was like 11 goals in two games on him. So that hurt him. Uh, but that would just be the perfect pick. I think it makes a ton of sense. Uh, Montreal, a team that's very much been in the news for their exposed list. Uh, Anderson, Armia, Evans, Gallagher, Kakanyemi, Lekkanen, Toffoli, Sherratt, Edmondson, Petrie, remember Shea Weber exposed dealing with a big injury anyway, and then Jake Allen. Um, this is a tough one. So I, I don't think that they're going to go with Carey Price. I think that we're on the same page here. Who do you think Montreal loses? Even though I said that they have the balls to do it, I don't think they will ultimately do it. I'm going Jonathan Drouin and uh, kind of fell out of favor in Montreal. A lot of talk about him being traded and all that and uh big contract but he's got a lot still to at 26 years old and he's already shown he could be a star in the nhl i think it's a perfect position to be in uh to be a star in a new uh, new city that doesn't really know him so i think it's perfect position i would agree i think that it makes a lot of sense for them to do that uh, hopefully he can get back to playing. I know he's been dealing with some things, um, but 5.5 for the next two years is good. Like you said, only 26, got a modified no trade. Um, it just makes a lot of sense for him to go there, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, Nashville, the only team that protected like a billion defensemen, uh, their ex- protected list is Forsberg, Janot, 
Cunnan, Carrier, Ekholm, Fabro, Yossi, Phil Myers, they just traded for from uh, uh, Philadelphia, and Soros. So I think we already touched on this um, in terms of who they're going to take. So who's Nashville going to going to lose? Well, I mentioned him from the top, uh, Ryan Johansson. I got him going to uh, the Kraken, and like I already said, you know, he's still got a lot of lots still to give. Not maybe not at eight million. He's not worth that money, but. Uh, can still maybe provide something. He hasn't done it in Nashville, but uh, I think he could do it with the Kraken in a new environment uh, with a new coach. I all, uh, I also went with an $8 million man. I went with Duchesne, who's got an extra year on the contract and is a couple years older, which isn't really favorable for my prediction being correct. I think Johansson would probably be more likely, but I took a shot with it. Uh, Duchesne, we'll see. New Jersey, Jesper Brat, Heeshear, Kokinen, Kuakinen, don't know how to pronounce that one. Uh, Sharon Govich, know how to pronounce that one, shockingly. Uh, McLeod, Wood, Zaka, Graves, who they traded for from Colorado. Severson and Siegenthaler with Blackwood, the goaltender there. Who does New Jersey lose? This is a surprise for me why he was exposed and had a lot of potential. I went with Will Butcher, uh, 26-year-old defenseman, only one more year on a 3.7, uh, 3 million contract. But he's he's shown some potential in the NHL. Very good puck moving defenseman. I think he'll fit in nicely in Seattle. I'm going to go with a young forward, uh, Nick Merkley, 24 years old, can play wing or center. Um, you look at the fact that he was in the Taylor Hall trade from Arizona. A very solid, right-handed shooting winger who can you know make some plays. And I think that he'd be another nice young forward to add to that core to de- further develop. Uh, we'll see the Islanders. They exposed some very good players here. They went with their protection list as Barzell, Beauvillier, Clutterbuck, Lee, Martin. So they really value that fourth line protecting Clutterbuck yeah. and Martin. Uh, Nelson, Pajo, Mayfield, Pelik, Pulak, Varlamov. Who does the Who do the Islanders lose? This is surprised why again why he was left to, to pick is Josh Bailey and maybe a gamble on their part that they're not going to take on a five million contract here, but. He's a great forward, and I mean, he's 31 years old, yeah, but uh, still, I think he still has a lot to give for the next three seasons, so I went with Josh Bailey. I went with Kiefer Bellows, and uh, I think that's a nice young, another nice young forward, a lot of potential RFA right now. He'll get a very cheap contract, obviously, he hasn't really done anything in the NHL, uh, can play center or wing. I think there might be a little bit of an under-the-table deal between Lamarillo and Francis on you know, keeping Bailey and Eberly. I don't know. We'll see. Um, or maybe just to take Eberly. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Rangers, Buchnevich, Hedl, Kreider, Panarin, Rooney, Strom, Zabinajed, Hayek, Lindgren, Truba, Georgiev. Who do the Rangers lose? Uh, Julian Goche on my, and 23 years old, one more season at 775. Uh, very cheap contract. As again, young forward with a lot of potential and, that's uh, so what you need to start, and uh, I think he's going to fit in pretty good. I also went with Gauthier. I think that's a, another young forward, good fit. They could always use some of these guys as trade pieces if they want to. Um, he obviously got that small extension from the Rangers to probably make it more favorable for Seattle if you're looking at it from that standpoint. Uh, we'll see. Next up, the Ottawa Senators. Their protection list, Batherson, Connor Brown, Logan Brown, Paul, Kachuk, Watson, White, Shabbat, Mete, Zaitsev, uh, Gustafson, the goaltender there. Who does Ottawa lose? Uh, veteran, a 
become somewhat of a veteran forward is Chris Tierney and uh, can play third line center. He's played up the lineup in Ottawa as well. And I think he's a very solid penalty killer, very good two-way player and only one more year at 3.5. So I went with Tierney. I also went with Chris Tierney, a very good solid center fit right into that second line, maybe even first line, depending on how the center position looks for Seattle. That makes a lot of sense. Philadelphia, uh, their protection is Obe Kubel, Couturier, Giroux, Hayes, Konechny, Lawton, Lindblom, Ellis, Provorov, Sanheim, and Hart. Who does Philly lose? I'm with Jacob Voracek. And again, I mean, huge contract and still is quite a bit on it. Um, but I still think he's he can be a legitimate goal scorer. He's kind of fallen out of favor in Philadelphia maybe a bit. Um, still put up 43 points in 53 games this past season. So I, I think he still has a lot to give and could be that perfect uh, top-line winger to start out a team with. I agree with that. I don't know if Seattle views it like that. Um, I'm going to say that they take Shane Gostisbehere, who has two years left at 4.5, who's still a solid defenseman in my opinion. Uh, you know, obviously he is a guy who's definitely fallen out of favor in Philly. I think they've tried to trade him for quite some time now, and I think this would be a good fresh start for him. Uh, we'll see. Now, Pittsburgh's protectionist was quite questionable to me. I don't understand why they protected Jake uh, Jeff Carter, but um, yeah. it was Bluger, Carter, Crosby, Ginsel, Kapanen, Malkin, Russ, Dumoulin, Latang, Matheson, Jari. Uh, who does Pittsburgh lose? I went uh, with a guy that's just arrived in Pittsburgh, uh, Mark Jankowski, and uh, known to watching him in Calgary. He he's he can be a third, fourth line guy. Uh, can kill penalties. I think he could be a good fit and won't require a lot of money on an RFA he's got right now. So I went with Jankowski. Yeah, I went with um, Zach Aston Reese. I think is a very good two way forward when he's playing well. He's an RFA. Uh, with arbitration eligibility. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to want to take Brandon Tanev, although I would have protected him over Carter if I'm Pittsburgh. Uh, but, you know, the term there with Tanev is definitely scary. Uh, looking at San Jose, their protection list, Balsers, Couture, Dolan, Hurdle, Kane, LeBanc, Meyer, Burns, Carlson, Vlasic, and Aiden Hill, who they traded for from Arizona. Who does San Jose lose? I went with Matt Nieto, and uh, I mean he's been injured this past season, but I still think he's a good, uh, good guy to be on. You know, third, fourth line. He's he's shown he can score in the NHL. His career high, fifteen goals. Um, I think he can still be a guy that can uh, can fill a role. And uh, I went with Nieto. I went with uh, Dylan Gambrell, who's a solid third, fourth line forward. He's only twenty. Uh, four years old, $1.1 million uh, with his extension he just signed for this season. Uh, I think that would make a lot of sense. Let's go to the Blues. Their protection list, Barbashev, Kairou, O'Reilly, Perron, Shen, Sunkfist, Thomas, Falk, Krug, Pareko, Bennington. Who does St. Louis lose? Uh, to me, I mean, I kind of juggled going for Tarasenko, but at this point I was already kind of getting close to the cap, so I went with Vince Dunn, um, a guy that I want in Vancouver, actually. Uh, but I think, I mean, his RFA contracts will be a little, maybe a little high, but uh, I think that's a great defenseman to fill in uh, to a top four. And, you know, I want it done. 
Yeah, unfortunately, I think the Blues have been uh, shopping done for quite some time. I don't really understand. I mean, I know they're, the way that their defense is aligned, maybe he's an odd man out in terms of them not wanting to be as offensive as they might be with him there. But um, I do think Seattle will take Dunn, and I don't like that as a Blues fan and somebody who covers the team at all. I'd rather they take Tarasenko, but, you know, this is a tough one. 24-year-old defenseman. He was a huge part of the 2019 Cup team, just huge. I mean, when, when he missed games, you could tell. And uh, I think that's a great pick for Seattle if they do take him. Uh, let's go to Tampa Bay. Sorelli, Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, Chernak, Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, Vasilevsky. Who do the defending champs lose? I mentioned him already, and I went Ross Colton. And, uh, you know, I said that he's a young forward, a lot of potential. I think he can break out in Seattle and uh, be their version of William Carlson. So I, I go with Ross Colton. I'm going to go with uh, Yanni Gord. And the contract might be a little bit scary, but I think he's a proven guy. You're going to get stuff out of him. And he's just played so well there. So if you can get him in a good spot with good line mates, I think he would be a very, very nice fit with the Seattle team. Uh, let's go – to Toronto, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, Brody, Hull, uh, Muzzin, Riley, Campbell. Who do the Leafs lose? I was juggling between a couple guys. Uh, you know, Jared McCann was exposed after that trade, so I kind of thought about him, but I think they're going to go with Alexander Kerfoot. Uh, quick uh, guy from the area. I mean, he's not from Seattle, but he's from nearby Vancouver. So, I mean, guy's going to be motivated to play around, you know, play against the Canucks. So, I went with Kerfoot. I went with uh, Dermott, defenseman, uh, 24 years old, $1.5 million for the next two years. I think that would be an excellent pick. Uh, I do think Kerfoot's probably the guy that they take, but I went with Travis uh, Dermott. Let's go to Vancouver, the team that you are a fan of and cover. Uh, Besser, Dickinson, who they just got from Dallas, Horvat, Miller, Mott, Pearson, Pedersen, Ulevi, uh, Myers, Schmidt, Dimko. Uh, who – do your Canucks lose? Well, this is a tough one. Uh, you know, up until the price stuff and all these goaltenders that are available, uh, and there's talk about that Holpe may not be, uh, I would have gone with Holpe, but uh, not this time. I went with Zach McEwen. And, uh, you know, tough, young, tough forward that can play third, fourth line role, has a, a bit of scoring touch. Uh, he hasn't really shown it yet, but I think, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with an, a big forward that can hit and be physical. Uh, you need those types of guys in the lineup and down uh, a new team. He could break out. And again, you know, you never know. He could be an Alex Tuck. I mean, and kind of become that third, four, third guy, third line guy that uh, makes an impact every game. I'm going to go with Cole Lind, winger, 22 years old, RFA, a lot of potential. Clearly, um, I think you'd be an excellent pick from Vancouver. We'll see if that happens. Capitals. Remember Ovechkin is a UFA and there is a 0% chance he signs a deal in Seattle. So protection list, Backstrom, Eller, Kuznetsov, Mantha, Oshie, Sprong, Wilson, Carlson, Orlov, uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Samsonov. Who do the Capitals lose? I want the goaltender, uh, Vitek Vanasek. uh, And again, young goaltender, um, and my team, I've got three really young goaltenders that uh, could fight for the starting job. So I went with Vanasek. I, uh, I went with a gritty forward, Garnet Hathaway, 
29 years old, 1.5 the next two years, perfect fourth line guy. Vegas is a team, another expansion team known for how great their fourth line is, how big of an impact they make. I think he's a perfect guy to do that. Um, I think Hathaway would make a lot of sense uh, for the for an expansion team. Let's go to Winnipeg. They're exposed or protected list is Connor, Cop, Dubois, Ehlers, Lowry, Shifley, Wheeler, Morrissey, Pionk, Stanley, Hellebuck. Who do the Jets lose? I went defense, uh, Dylan DeMello. Uh, this guy I thought was a huge surprise that he was left uh, for the crack in the pick. Um, right side defense, uh, great penalty killer. He was one of their most consistent defensemen uh, in Winnipeg this past season. And uh, I was kind of surprised he's left left to pick. So I went with DeMello. I went with uh, Mason Appleton, who's someone they've been trying to move, a 25-year-old winger and center. I, th- I think Seattle should do that. Um, obviously, I have a ton of forwards, 25 or under, with this expansion draft team. Um, I think it would make a lot of sense for them to do that. I got like eight of forwards that are under 25, so um, it makes a lot of sense. So we'll see. Should be interesting to see where Seattle goes, and we'll see if we can get into the 50% threshold with these predictions. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go over some offseason moves real quick here, just going over them, and then I'll – Asked for an opinion on a couple. Uh, you obviously had the Tarasenko trade request. You had Arvidsson traded to the Kings. Graves traded to the Devils. Haskin an eight-year, $8.45 million extension with the Stars. You had the Coyotes trade uh, Aiden Hill to San Jose with a seventh-round pick for Yosef Coronar and a second-round pick. You had your Canucks getting Jason Dickinson from the Stars for a third-round pick. You had the Leafs landing Jared McCann from the Penguins for Philip Hollander and a seventh-round pick. Hollander was uh, in the – uh, Kapanen trade as well so he was traded by Pittsburgh and then to Pittsburgh in less than a year so that's cool for him uh, three-way deal Flyers get Ryan Ellis Nashville gets Phil Myers and Cody Glass Vegas gets Nolan Patrick yeah, the Rangers acquire Barkley Goodrow's uh, rights as he's a UFA from Tampa for a 2022 seventh you also had the Rangers trade Brett Howden to Vegas for fourth round pick and Nick DeSimone yeah the Islanders trade Andrew Ladd the 60th pick this year, a conditional second and a third to Arizona for the right to not have Andrew Ladd's contract. So <laughs> good deal there. Uh, what sticks out to you from these moves? Uh, the biggest one was that three-way trade. I think uh, that's pretty crazy. You know, Ryan Ellis kind of, I didn't think he would be on the block in Nashville. I mean, I thought he was one of their core guys. Um, Nolan Patrick, not sure if he's, you know, he's had that problems with his migraines and, I don't know if he still has a lot of years left in his career and it's a risky trade to get him and we'll see how that all shakes out, but it was an interesting trade in Cody glass going, you know, leaving Vegas after they're saying, well, basically he was a big part of their future and he's gone. I think that was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, that was an interesting move. Um, I like the trade for Philadelphia. I think they're really trying to beef up their defense. I think they definitely have interest in Ristolainen from Buffalo um, I think that would be a smart move. But uh, before we get out of here, let's do some draft talk. The draft's coming up on Friday. Obviously, you're very plugged in and paying attention to all this. So I'm going to ask you on the spot, who's going to be the number one pick to Buffalo? Uh, William Eklund. And uh, there's been a lot of talk recently about them leaning towards that. I mean, everyone kind of is thinking Owen Power. But I think they shouldn't go that route. I don't think they should go defense. I think, you know, they have Rasmus Dahlin there. Uh, they may lose – you know, guys like Eichel is pretty much gone. Uh, Reinhardt, I mean, there's a big, big thing that he's probably going to be gone. Uh, you need a forward to kind of 
build around now. And uh, Willie Mecklund is is my pick uh, for first overall. Yeah, I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast, um, and they really did a good job in kind of describing and convincing me that Owen Power does not want to go to Buffalo. Like the way that he answered the question about going back to Michigan was like the most, you know, half open door thing ever. Like, I I don't know. I'm leaning towards it. Kind of, I don't know. I honestly agree that he doesn't want to go to Buffalo. So, I mean, I I agree. They shouldn't go the defense route, but with power and Beneers possibly, I think Beneers does return to Michigan power, possibly returning to Michigan. Do you think that'll affect teams approach of the draft in the top three with Buffalo, Seattle, and Anaheim? I personally don't think so. And the thing is, is I think we got to stop falling in the trap of these guys are going to play in the NHL right away. I mean, there's so many guys that have, yes, granted they, you know, you look at Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, all these guys, they've come into the NHL and lit it up. Uh, can't be always all the time. I mean, this time you may not have any of these guys in the NHL to start. And that's just going to have to be the case. And the potential these guys have like power and veneers, they're going to be, top tier NHL uh, players in this league. And you can't be thinking, Oh, you know, they're not going to play the next year. We're not going to pick them. I think that's kind of a, it's a, it's wrong thinking that. I, and um, yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. I agree. I mean, you look at the last few number one picks, Jack Hughes didn't have a good rookie season. Um, you know, Lafreniere wasn't great. Uh, I think Darlene was good, but I think that, you know, he's better now than he was then. He's obviously improved. Uh, but the last guys that did light it up were McDavid and Matthews. So those guys don't come around very often where they can just get right in there and just dominate. It doesn't happen often. And uh, we've seen it a few times, but not that much recently. There, there's been a debate I've been seeing, uh, seeing. Who is better, Brant Clark or Luke Hughes? Two defensemen projected to be top 10 picks. Who do you like more? I mean, they're two, I think they're two different defensemen. You look at Luke Hughes, he's like one of the most dynamic skaters in this draft and uh, probably better than Quinn uh, in overall game. I mean, he's way better defensively. He's way bigger. And uh, between him and Brent Clark, I think you go Luke Hughes. He's got, I think, a lot more potential. Clark skating isn't as good, um, but he's still going to be a great defenseman. But between the two, I'd go Luke Hughes over Brent Clark. Let's do... A six from six, the top player from six countries that I name here. Uh, we'll start in the U.S. of A., who had a very good draft in 2019 with how many players came out of there. Uh, who's the best player in this draft from the United States? I'm assuming it's Beneers, but what do you think? <laughs> I, I, yeah, Matt Beneers. I mean, uh, hands down, he's, pro- he's probably the best. Um, if I could bet on anyone stepping in the NHL right away and, and being a solid player, it's him. I mean, he's very well-rounded. Uh, uh, yeah, Beniers definitely. I mean, you look at what he did in the World Juniors. I mean, he lit it up. He was the best player on that team right there with Zgrass. So I think he's tremendous um, as well. Uh, what about Canada? They have a lot of great players every year in these drafts. Who's the best this year? I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, I still, I still think it's Owen Power, and uh, he's got, he's still got that definite uh, number one defenseman quality. Uh, looked great in the world championships for Canada and on a team that, you know, and playing against men and playing against guys that are NHL talent. Uh, he looked very good. Um, I don't think like when I said Eklund going first overall, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's better than power. Uh, I just think it's a better fit for Buffalo, but power is just a definite talent and 
he's definitely worth the first overall pick. Let's go to Sweden. Uh, some good players from there. Who's the best? Sweden, it's, it's William Eklund. I mean, there's so many guys that are in this draft that are going to be great players, but Eklund's going to be a superstar uh, when he gets into his prime. And it may not be this year or next year, but when he's in his prime, he's going to be as good as anyone. So um, kind of flip between Fabian Lysel. Uh, Lysel's a dynamic player too, but I think Eklund's just a bit more well-rounded in, in all his skills. All right, Finland. Is it still Aturati, who was a great prospect like a year ago and has fallen off? Is it still him or is there someone better from Finland? I'm I'm going to Omala in that uh, in that case but for Finland. And Ratti is, I mean, if he does fulfill the potential that a lot of his experts say, saw in him last season, uh, just before this draft, uh, yeah, he definitely was. But I think Tuomala has got that sniper mentality. I think he's going to be a great goal scorer in the NHL. So I'm going him just slightly over Ratti right now. Let's go Russia. A lot of great NHL players from Russia. Who's the best in this draft? Ooh, this is a this is a tough one. There's a lot of good Russian players in this first round, uh, but I'm going Chibrikov. Uh, I think he's got that great, uh, again, goal scoring mentality. Um, not definitely not as good as Ovechkin, but he's got that dynamic uh, goal scorer's touch. And I think Chibrikov is the guy. All right, final one, Germany. They've had some very good players in the NHL recently with Dreisaitl and others coming up. What about this draft for Germany? There's not a lot of Germans in there. I mean, we had uh, last year, we had the big guy and this season, not so much. I think uh, Elias, maybe uh, an overger. He did very well in the world juniors. Uh, but I, yeah, in this draft, I think he is the, he is the guy. I think someone's going to pick him uh, higher than everyone thinks. All right, let's do a couple of draft questions and we'll, we'll just uh, get a few takeaways from the hockey writers, armchair GM mock draft. Um, First up that I have here is, could we see any significant trades in the first round this year? Because there's been years we've seen some big ones. What do you think? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I, I was kind of discuss- we were discussing it on the on uh, THW Live uh, not that long ago here. and Actually, it was a few days ago. And how much trades it could happen. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. Um, this draft is just so interesting with the first round. We did the mock draft uh, with uh, Peter and Andrew and in the show this morning. And, you know, it's all over the place. There's so many guys that could be in the first round and so many guys that could be dropping the second round that could be first round talent. And the trades that, you know, you trade a first rounder, maybe get a couple seconds uh, and you're getting a first round talent in the second round, maybe two of them. And uh, I think teams are going to look at that very closely, depending on where they kind of land. They see a player go, and they said, well, you know, we can get two guys that we like more down further. So I think this year more than ever, I think we're going to see a lot more trades. Um, I hope, I mean, because there's a lot of excitement when there's trades. Yeah, so uh, I think I think it definitely is bigger potential for it than the previous years. Who do you think takes goaltender Jesper Wallstedt off the board? I think the, the armchair GM mock says the Sharks at seven. Could the Blackhawks go for it at 12? What Ooh. do you think? That's a, that's a tough, I mean, I think all three of those teams definitely need goaltending. Um, but I don't think Wallstead's going to drop that far personally. I mean, Detroit could take him. Um, you know, we had Mason McTavish a couple times go in the mock drafts, uh, but Wallstead would be a good pick there too. Sharks need goaltending majorly. 
Um, but I think overall, I think it's going to be uh, the Sharks that will ultimately get them. All right, I'm going to go over the Hockey Riders armchair mock draft, and then I'm going to get to a few takeaways, and then that'll be that. Um, let's start here. Buffalo takes Beneers out of Michigan. Seattle takes uh, Power out of Michigan, defenseman. The Ducks take uh, Dylan Ginther from the WHL. The Devils take Jack Hughes' brother, Luke Hughes, the defenseman from the U.S. in DTP, the National Development Program. Uh, Columbus gets a steal from what a lot of people are saying in William Eklund from the SA, the SWEHL. Uh, Detroit takes Mason McTavish from the Swiss League. Uh, San Jose takes Wallstedt, the goaltender from the SHL. Uh, the Kings take Brent Clark from the Slovak League. Vancouver takes Fabian Lysel from the SHL. Ottawa takes Kent Johnson from Michigan. Uh, Arizona forfeit on their pick. Uh, Chicago takes Sebastian Costa, the goaltender from the WHL. Calgary takes Simon Edvinson from Forlunda in the SHL. Philadelphia takes center Cole Sillinger from Sioux Falls Stampede USHL. From the National Development Program at 15, Dallas takes uh, Chaz Lucius. And the Rangers take Zachary Bolduc from Ramuski in the QMJHL at number 16. From the first 16, do you have any takeaways? It was pretty much expected. I mean, it's all the guys. I mean, Fabian Lysel, a lot of – when I posted the mock draft, I had Knapps fans kind of uh, crucify me there saying that uh, they wouldn't pick him. They'd pick Kent Johnson. Um, but, I mean, Lysel has so much dynamic uh, offensive ability. I think Canucks should be looking at him. Uh, but Kent Johnson's a ridiculously good pick, too. But of the takeaways there, I think it, it fell pretty well uh, where I kind of thought. I mean, Eklund, I think, dropped a bit, in my opinion. Uh, but, I mean, any of those teams getting those guys, it's a definite uh, win for any of those teams. All right, last 16. You have the Blues taking Sasha Pastujov, a winger from the U.S. National Development Program. You had uh, Carson Kuhlman's going uh, defenseman Winnipeg at seven, 18 from the Brooks Bandits in the AJHL. Nashville takes Matthew Coronado, a uh, winger slash center from Chicago Steel. Uh, Edmonton takes Svechkov from the VHL, a forward. Aturati, who was once thought of as a top three prospect in this draft from Liga, Center goes to Boston at 21. 22, Isaac Rosen from the SHL. Winger goes to Minnesota. 23, Detroit takes defenseman Carson Lambos from the WHL. Florida at 24 takes Logan Stankoven from WHL, a uh, forward. Tumala, who you believe is the best player um, in this draft from uh, Finland, goes to Columbus at 25. 26, Minnesota takes Jack Pert a defenseman from the USHL, the Fargo Force. 27, Carolina takes Zachary Elhure uh, from the WHL forward. 28, Chibrikov, the best Russian on your list, goes to uh, Colorado at 28. 29, Olison, a SWEHL winger, goes to the Devils. 30, Vegas takes Francesco Pinelli, a uh, Alps HL player centerman. 31, a perfect pick, in my opinion, for this team. Montreal takes Scott Morrow, a defenseman uh, from USHS Prep, playing for Shattuck St. Mary's. And then Columbus takes uh, Xavier Borgel from the QMJHL at 32. So what are are your takeaways in the back end? Uh, Biggest surprise for me there is Jack Peart. And uh, he jumped quite a bit from a lot of of outlets, including my list, uh, having him in the second round. And I mean, it's not a surprise that maybe Minnesota would go that route. He is from Minnesota. 
and he does have a lot of potential. I just don't think he's a first round type, but I mean, what do I know? There's just so many guys in that could jump into the first round and we're going to be surprised, I think by a few picks um, this draft and more than uh, more than in previous years, because there's just so many players that we didn't see and uh, not a lot. And, you know, like Carson Lambos is a big example of this. Uh, he was topping, supposed to be talked about in the top five. I mean, right up to not very long ago that he was supposed to be one of the top three defensemen picked. So it's going to be interesting to see, but uh, I'd say Peart was the biggest surprise of that um, last 15. I didn't mention this in the first 15, but I think Koso was a big uh, surprise at 11th or 10th um, to Chicago. So, or was it be 12th? I'm telling that that Arizona Coyotes pick is really messing me up. <laughs> yeah. Confusing how they're, how they're handling that. Very confusing. But um, you think Arizona tries to get back into the first round? I mean, it's going to be pretty difficult, I think, for them um, to give up. And unless they do the big thing and trade uh, ekman Larson and try to get a first-round pick, which, I mean, it's possible. Um, they seem to be trying hard to get to get him out of there. So if they do that, they definitely get a first-round pick. I think he's worth that. Um, I mean, it's probably worth it to try. I mean, you're taking – your pick was taken away, so – I feel like Boston should look at that again. Cause I know last year they were looking into Oliver Ekman Larson, but like they have a lot of cap space and their pick is 21st. So yeah. and they've been a team that's willing to part ways with first round picks in the past, but um, we'll see if they do that, but it's going to be a great week, a lot ahead. I'm sure we'll do a, a podcast a couple of days after the draft to talk about the expansion draft preview free agency, which goes down on the 28th. Uh, Matthew, thank you for joining me. You can follow Matt Matthew Zader SC on Twitter. Uh, head of prospects, NHL draft writer, and Canucks lead writer uh, for the hockeywriters.com, co-host of the Canucks Pucks podcast. Matthew, thank you for joining me as always. Yeah, it's always fun to be talking this stuff. It's going to be a very exciting week. It's like Christmas for me. I mean, there's so much happening. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, huge week ahead, and we'll be back after the draft, and uh, we'll see you then.